0: Welcome to the Mindful Surfer podcast, myself, Will Foster, my co-host, Liam Morgan. Liam, what's the news? Well, we're going back to old school, well, we start, be- start the show like we
1: used to. Well, what is the news? We've had a couple of weeks off, haven't we, we could, for a number of reasons, um, three reasons, four no, reasons. Three, I'm just trying to work out how many weeks, because I... Three three weeks from recording the last one, by the time this comes out. I think it must be three. Because you've been on a surf trip, Yep, and we've had a couple of surfs here, there, and everywhere Uh and everything in between. So you've been on a surf trip. I've been shouted at by bodyboarders. Um, <laughs> we've had good surfs, junky surfs, um, and bit of progress, bit of uh, going backwards. So lots to discuss today. Loads, Really loads, loads to discuss. Yeah, so we'll just a real r- juicy one we'll, for you guys. we'll ramble on as we'll usual. Will, we will ramble on. But it's nice to be back. Thanks for everybody that's tuning in. New listeners as well. It's been really good to see uh, people from all over the world coming and listening to the show. The one that was really cool to hear
0: was um, Australia. Yeah. You mentioned the other day. Because I know that despite our best efforts <laughs> <though>. <laughs> <laughs> to upset our friends uh, in Ma- Australia, minus Dave. <laughs> um, although minus Dave hasn't been around for a while. Just to remind listeners who don't know who minus Dave is, he's our, he's our friend who lives over in, in Oz. Um, and he sort of we hopefully might, represents a bit of a.
1: We might have to bring him back at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. But no, it's, it's uh, um, on a serious level, we are very grateful and blessed that people from quite all corners of the surfing earth are uh, tuning in and having a little listen and yeah. bearing with us. And as we always say, you know, we're giving ourselves this advice or so trying to kind of learn as we go as much as anything else. So nice to be nice to be back.
0: Well, it is nice to be back. And it's that thing like we were speaking about earlier, that this thing where, you know, people might say, oh, you do the mindful surfer podcast. that, you know, you must be, you must be so mindful. Um, Well, if you got to know me and you hung out with me for a day, uh, yeah, you'd, (laughs) you'd, 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 you'd notice about a million, maybe three million, I don't know how many mindless moments that take place in a day. Because the whole point of our show, we've said this many, many times, is of course what we're doing is shining a light on our mindlessness so that you can feel more mindful about it, learn about it, grow, get better, get stronger, get wiser, and all those great things. So when we really learn from all those silly moments, um, and you add them to your toolkit,
1: you keep moving forward. But my goodness me. Um, well, I was reminded before I left the house, and I probably, you know, you used to say this to me, and maybe, I don't know where you got the quote from, that is enlightened until they spend a week with their family. That's it. It's a Ram Dass quote. Ram Dass, yeah, what a legend. And you can, you can sort of, see that and I see it every day my wife is very good at saying to me you're supposed to be a mindful server <laughs> she doesn't sound like that but she <laughs> yeah. is very good at um, reminding me of my shortcomings despite my best efforts to be uh, a, a, a better and more zen minded human being uh, but therein lies the beauty uh, the and the contrast and sometimes the It's those sort of imperfections that make us... Well, it's always the imperfections that make us what we are, right? And as long as you try uh, at life and surfing, that's the best you can do, right?
0: It massively is, dude. I think it's this interesting thing where we... What we really want want to do with the show is talk about things that we can do for our minds and bodies to enhance the stoke, stay calmer, get more from life, get more from the ocean. And I'd be the first to admit that the way I am on land... Can and often is be and become incredibly different to how I am in the ocean, so just like your quote there with Ram Das, you think you're enlightened now go spend a week with your your parents or your family or whoever and the same there's another one which I think we should we can just invent while we're here. so you think you're enlightened now go into the ocean and be out of your comfort zone with a let's say an angry crowd or a bigger wave or yeah. whatever else that you want to insert in there because yikes surfing. Can, can take us out of the moment, that's for sure. We're in there to be in the moment, but our quest oftentimes is when we've been challenged, let's say by a crowd, by a ni- like a niggling injury that's holding you back. Maybe it's like a shallower reef. I don't know. Add what you will to it. The quest is how can we get back to this flow experience that we love so much? And oftentimes we can't. Like you had a surf the other day where we were just talking about yeah. before we clicked on record on the show. that. And I had this. I, I surfed that same day, and we had this day where we, we we were expecting this great swell. We all got in, and that was just one of those moments where just pure acceptance was yeah. all that was needed. Because you 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 can't get frustrated with the ocean. It was just the ocean that day. It wasn't the crowds. It wasn't anything else. It was just the ocean. And geez, what can you do? You can't do anything. You can't change the surf.
1: There so are, there are some days when you think you can i can I can't legitimately claim to be either mindful or a surfer <laughs> like what the what the fuck um but it's it's true you, you, the acceptance bit mm. and the realization that uh, that moment that might have been junky or you've not been at your best or you've let yourself down for whatever reason in and out the water is a passing moment in time and it's gone and it's done, and it's Indeed. moving on and not 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 being burdened by the experience it was nowhere near what you were expecting it to be. Um, but it's in the ritual in a way, dude, of showing up and to us, chatting, uh, us recording our chats that we hope that it rubs off on ourselves as well at times. So I think that's it. There's no... a, a bit like there is no perfection in waves, although you might have a perfection fetish as a surfer to Nick um, William Finnegan's kind of lines. It's the same way as a human being. You know, who's perfect? No one's perfect, and the imperfection is what makes us who we are, and the work ons and the striving to do something better each time against the version of yourself that you you may or may not have been. That's the, that's the secret source, really.
0: Mm, well yeah. said, my man.
1: And it's this thing where something I really noticed on
0: the trip I was on recently. I was in the Canaries. I was in Tenerife about three weeks ago now, and talking about getting into a mindful state pre-surf. And we've discussed this on previous shows. And the difference it made was really profound. I I, I hadn't recalled really a time in my life where I'd noticed such a, di- a difference. And I think it's because I hadn't been... So I hadn't been in the so I So I, I go to Tenerife uh, each time for these trips that I do with my wife. And we go and have like a, a five-day getaway or seven days, whatever we can get, um, away from the kids, basically. And I think the previous one I'd done was... Six years before. And that's, that's a lot of time in the journey that we, you know, we've all been on. And, and, and the journey that I've been on in that six years has is, 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 been significant learnings in that time. And pre-surf, I think six years ago, I was probably doing a 10-minute stretch, 15-minute stretch, so on, with a little bit of breathing here and there. And it was sort of it was getting me ready for the surf. And my excitement level was, was probably taking me into that ocean way sooner than really I wanted to or needed to because I wasn't ready yet, mentally or physically, to, to actually get in that ocean for that Dorney. And with this trip, and maybe because I'm older and I know I need it to get my joints going, but I was getting up at sort of, so that it gets light there about 10 to 7, quarter to 7, and I was getting up at 5.45, water, 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 loads of water, get that going, and I was doing about a 45-minute uh, deep breathing, balancing stretching, mobilizing, energizing, you know, activating kind of yoga thing with side lunges and loads of core and this and that. By the time I was getting to the, to the, to the reef where you had to sort of twinkle toe across this sharp reef to get out, out into the waves, I felt so poised and balanced and mindful and aware. So by the time I was out in the ocean, I was attracting all the right kind of circumstances, certain waves, certain people, the situation, how it was, like it would just unfold where I would just get three or four absolute beauties that I would lock into my vortex and then know that I was done to. So again, when I was younger, I think I used to sort of go, oh, now I'll get a fifth and now I'll get a sixth. And, now... and I, would, I was doing these surfs where I was really putting into practice what we talk about. And it was so cool to have had surfs like that and go, no, no, actually, if you, if you really get yourself into a fantastic state and you bring that state of mind and body into the ocean you can get your rewards, and there were bombs. True. There were there were triple overhead right-handers. I was I was I was I felt so present. I was I was looking down the line, and I was terrified. I mean, it was really it was full on reef break surf in in the in the ten foot category, eight to ten feet, and it was pumping. And I'm out with some good locals too, like potentially professional locals. But I just felt I just felt really calm because of just trying to just just stay in the moment notice my breathing it's really obvious stuff it's really simple stuff isn't it but putting it to practice is harder than it sounds you know it sounds so easy oh just you know when you're in the heat of the moment just, just be mindful just be <laughs> exactly but it was really cool and, and I think to anyone listening like you know we talk so much about the breath but it is absolutely the gateway to you experiencing better surfs getting more joy from the sport um, feeling calmer being more poised more balanced more in control of what you're trying to do and Actually, with the breath and therefore the awareness that comes with breath, you can also do the thing of letting go too. Like you can go, "Oh God, no, no, I'm, I'm really scared here. I'm not going to catch a single wave. So why not just go in?" In that way too, you know. There's, there's a quicker letting go. Then the more aware you are, like, no, I'm not just going to stay in for an extra half an hour. I remember at the end of my trip, um, I had the reef tell me it was time to get out because I smacked my ass hard on the reef, and whilst sort of drifting back out. I had this thing of like, in my mind, I was like, no, no, I really want to get back out because it's near the end of my trip and I want to, I want to finish it on a high. I've had such a good trip. I want to do another good turn. I want to see if I can get barreled. And I was like, I had this really funny internal fight in my mind and it was going on, going on. And these are the kind of fights I think I used to have way more of, way more often. And I'd fight it for longer. And uh, and then I was panning back out and my right arse streak, I was wondering if it was actually bleeding because I was like, God, I've hit the reef that hard. And as I'm paddling back out, I just, oh. And I had this real, mm, it's done. You're fucked. You're done. And I sort of turned around and bang. And I went, I went in and I just boogie boarded back in. And I assessed the damage. And actually, there was no damage. I felt like such a, a wussy because I was like, what what muscle have I hit there? I felt, I felt like I hit my right on my ass cheek on this like rock. And thank God it wasn't sharper. I might have had the Jerry Lopez when he got the he got the
1: oh, god examination yeah. from his oh, fin or god, something. Oh, yeah.
0: But um, Yeah, it was nice. And the, the thing is, you then go, okay, right, right. Is it realistic? Yes or no? Is it realistic to be able to recreate that state of mind pre-surf in your local break when you're, you've got a busy life and you've got clients and you've got to try and fit it all in? And I don't think it is. It isn't realistic to recreate. But is it realistic, yes or no, to get a little bit better than you were before and keep that little bit better going for the rest of your life? Well, fuck yes. And that's the whole point, yeah. right? Yeah yeah you've got yeah. to be realistic we're not always going to be on a tropical surf trip like wow no feeling inspired but it, we can take a bit of that it, yeah into, you know what I
1: mean yeah well, uh, well also it's this has been the big thing for me and to talk, referencing that trip that uh, sorry the, the wave that you mentioned that we kind of got in on that sort of groundswell day and it was kind of close out backwash big chunky but hard to ride and some people were, you know some, some it was a real body board if you're on a belly board or a body board or body surfing it was amazing um but it's letting go of that idea that oh, I should be, should be getting better, I should be surfing this better and accepting that, like all things, you know, some days you suck and some days you rip and um, you're not going to suck all the time if you keep practicing and you're not going to rip uh, all the time either, even though you do keep practicing, it's a strange thing. And it's just so many things come together to 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 make that a reality that it's letting yourself off from the moments where you pile on this, oh, I should have done X, Y, and Z, just let it go. Like you say, let, just let it go. And then, it, you know, it's not bizarrely, it's actually, you know, logically then, things get better the next time because you're sort of unburdened by this this expectation that you've put on yourself. Uh, and it, we're all our own worst critics, really. No matter how many times you might get called a kook by other people, it, no one... Uh, beats them they, no one beats you up like you do <laughs> especially when it comes to things like surfing um, so yeah I think that's the that's the work on as well and knowing when to, to like you did when to get out that's the big thing isn't it just saying hey I've done I'm gonna get out and enjoy what else is going on
0: it's so hard to let go because you we all have an ego and to the ego it wants to think that I whatever I is me me I um, we are getting better and are good at this sport because you put in all this time, you want the reward, oh yeah, but I want, I want to be and it's this I want to be seen as being good and because this is what's really fascinating. anytime you're ever fighting with your surfing, you know it's you know it's ego because your soul, if you will, only knows just letting go and staying in the moment. it, it only knows presence. Mm. So if your mind, if your mind, if you're ever going through that battle, if Oh, one more, one more. way. Just want to see if I can get that next turn in, you know, because the previous one I fell off or, you know, maybe I'll surf again today, even though I'm absolutely fucked from the previous day surfing. And I'll see if I can get, get a better one in because, you know, the previous day I hadn't had a good surf, whatever. Like this constant sort of inner struggle yeah. resistance to pr- almost like prove something to whom it, well, it has to be your own ego because no one else gives a shit. And this is what's so humbling and so... You wish you could just say it to your, to your soul more often. You know, just look, just, just honestly, no one cares. All they care about is, are you out the way? Are you, are you going to let them just have their surf? Are you kind of out the way? You know, are you a safety hazard, basically? Or are you going to, you know... Uh, or, or are you a happiness hazard? You know, are, are you going to take their way? So if you are mindful about just giving people space and if you're having that surf and it's just not going well, that, like no one... If you fall off or you don't make a drop, it's it's humbling how little uh, interest people have in how you actually get on. All their incidents is is their own surf. So we almost remind ourselves all the time of that. And it's that thing where the mind will trick us into believing that it is really important that we can do that turn that way and we can get that barrel and we can finish that air. Oh, it is really important. But of course, with some hindsight, with some perspective, we know that it's not. Um, When I was out there, what I also found so interesting. Was that it, having evolved in my awareness? I, I kind of—it's renowned for its localism, the Canaries, uh, in particular Tenerife. Absolutely phenomenal localism. I'm, some of, if not the most aggressive in the world. Um, and I've experienced it firsthand. I've—I've I've had people um, trying to stab me in the face with their surfboard in the lineup. And I've had—I've had even like punches thrown, like like swung in my direction. <laughs> I've had stink eye. I've had—I've had—I've had i have i have had, every, I've had you know people trying, literally people literally telling me to get out i've had i've had a lot in, in tenerife but sort of i don't know why i mean i've really learned it on this trip but it's this thing like what well, why am i so drawn to it tenerife that is and the thing. what i've really learned about this last trip is that i now being so now being a local at a break myself i have so much more empathy and i think that's one of the biggest reasons why i kept wanting to go back and i do want to keep coming, going back to there because the waves there are phenomenal they're all on specific peaks. If you get your timing right, you can get in, get in really early, get a few world-class waves. Then once the locals are out, you're not going to get another one and you just move down to a lesser reef. It's it's a, it's a yeah. the, the setup is pretty straightforward. Mm. But when I was younger, I used to stay on the peak and I used to try and work my way in and I used to kind of go, no, no, but look, we're all showing waves. And actually, uh, for the first time, I didn't encounter any of that because I just knew straight away, bang, no, it's time to move on. These, this is now the locals bit. They're going to come in and they're going to do their thing. And in surfing, it's one of its biggest dilemmas. You know, is, the question becomes, is the hierarchy that exists on local breaks that break regularly with world-class waves, danger, you know, can be potentially dangerous, pretty steep, pretty shallow at times, and so on and so forth. So people are, people are going to be switched on. Is a hierarchy useful, necessary? Is it mindful? Is it even kind? Is it you know? And to me now, 1,000% yes. Because it creates the little bit of order that you need amongst a very, very chaotic situation. Because surfing is just wild.
1: Yeah. Depends what it's being targeted at. I saw a wild thing today. Actually, Kelly got involved in this. I don't don't usually comment on this stuff. But um, uh, there's some footage from Bali. um, And essentially what happens is there's a slight little altercation. You don't see everything that's gone on before. But then this dude who looks quite sort of like tat- tattooed muscular dude paddles over to a, a fairly young kind of hip girl who's really I think probably had priority on the wave um, because she sort of pushed him off the wave because he was sort of dropping it. <laughs> from what I could see and again I, I caveat that I haven't sort of seen every bit of the footage but what is 100% unacceptable is w- w- paddling over and immediately hitting a h- another human being but this dude hits this girl like swings a punch and hits her and then carries on in the car park so there's footage of this, and she's like, you know, in the car park saying, get the fuck away from me, as you would. Uh, sadly, nobody else seems to intervene and pull this guy's uh, head off or whatever, or at least sort of stop him thumping this this girl. And um, yeah, it's wild. And it's in Bali. And the, th- the, the nuts thing is, is that the, 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 these are not Balinese kind of locals who are sort of kicking off. This is some traveling surfer who's, you know, got his chest puffed up and this, his ego and whatever kind of micro penis uh, energy he's got has basically um reacted so badly he's he's like he thought it's okay to go and whack some um some surface Where, that it, it's in bali i'll send it to you after it's just yeah, it was this crazy. morning so time of recording this and uh actually kelly because he's kind of connected to uh, the Balinese, probably uh he was like hey why are you letting these guys stay here you know uh, and I think they've, there's been a big thing where they've shut down their accounts. He's, I think they're Brazilian surfers. Mm. And, um, anyway, big hoo-ha. But th- that's where it's toxic stuff, right? You go in and whacking people. But where it's a mindful safety policing of a lineup to make sure nobody gets hurt in what is, you know, especially on a wave of consequence, that's cool. Um, well, it is really cool. And I think it's Kind also of chest-thumping in order to drop in on everybody else oh, no, 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 is, no. is not cool.
0: No, it's not cool. And I think this is the thing where... In Australia, we were talking about this the other day on a surf trip, in, in Australia, according to our conversation now, take that as you will, <laughs> this isn't the, the, the
1: clean, hard truth. What, me, you, Fano and, <laughs> um, and, and, and Kerr? Yeah, well, quite. Is that in, in Oz... See what Occy's got to say about it, he well, wasn't it,
0: involved. It, th- there you go. Is that you, if you step out of line, you get walloped. It's a real clear structure and you work your way through the pecking order. You start as a grommet and you work your way up. And if you try and jump the queue, essentially, you get walloped. And um, apparently it keeps a pretty darn clean order in the lineup and it keeps it like, right, you're waiting here, you're picking up scraps, you've got to wait till you can earn the peak and so on and so forth. And in surfing, you kind of go, well, if someone's had a wave, here's a scenario for you. If someone's had a wave, you're a traveling surfer, you've never been to the spot before. Someone's had a wave and then there's a lull in the sets and then they've paddled back. And what they've done is they paddle right past you. And you think, okay, so I'm getting snaked right now. That's bad. In the view of the etiquette of surfing, that's, that's bad. He then just goes to another one. So the, the assumption is if I go on this next one, you know, I'm well within my right to go. And that gets really blurry then. It gets so blurry. And at the moment, I'm now, I used to then be like, I, I err on the side of the surfer who's traveling, who's just wasted his turn or her turn and now they're gonna go. And at this current stage, I'm slightly erring more towards the local, but here's the irony within what I'm saying, is that I still wouldn't be a local that would do that, but I would more want to have a conversation. And this is the kicker. This is where, this is that big word, humans don't do very well, talking about anything that's triggering. It's just have a conversation, just talk. Let's just actually, right. It happened the other day. I was at my local beach, on this certain bit that I sit on, and this is where I tend to surf. And myself, a really good mate, another good mate, we're having this great surf. Sharing this left, there, there's a general fluid, fluidity to it. We'll talk about that later on. I want to hear your insights on this because you were in later that day. But this first surf in the day, we had this really lovely fluid feeling to the whole surf. This guy comes out and, and sits out of, the, out of a one and a half mile stretch of break, maybe two, of breaking waves. He sits between us. Now, we are only, what, 10 metres apart, we're sharing the peak, so on and so forth. And he kind of sits and nuzzles in right between. And every time we moved, because the peak does shift there, he'd move with us. Fine. I would move then away from him the other way and he would then move with us. And so what he, I think what he was doing was he was assuming, you know, wherever these guys are, being the locals, I'm going to sit with them. And not only that, but then start telling us about where he used to live, how good he used to be, what score, what swell he just scored. And he came across has a very strong ego, basically, and then he goes on to say. <laughs> then he goes on to say something that really told you everything you need to know. He goes, uh, "Yeah, you know, servers are so fucking grumpy," and I'm like, "Right, okay, yeah, sure thing." He say, "Yeah, I've, "You know, I've I've been at local at this um secret spot, you know, near, near you know, for the last two years, and they're just so fucking grumpy." I cut, and, and I'm going, "Right, yeah, okay, well, it might not just be them, just to like <laughs> but anyway." It got so silly that eventually I started just going because he would then just be inside on the peak. And it's very rare for me to do this, but I just, well, I'm just going to go because this guy's, he's kinda, he is taking the piss, for sure he is. And he's got the, a real lack of social skill of, of how do you work your way into a lineup and so on. And um, then he actually got out. But it was, I was right at that brink. I was right at that point where I was going to turn to him and say, look, mate, just to let you know, when you paddle out of beach, it's, it's, it's good to just work your way into a lineup. Take, pick up scraps be, be out the way don't get in people's way and just sort of just be really aware of, 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 of that, that that flow to it all and, and read the room and, and see how you're getting on and, and work your way in steadily and sort of and um, it, then he got out so I didn't actually chat to him um, but if you talk to someone who's really mindful I had a moment with a guy a, a local guy who's uh, he's actually moved away now he's moved down to Cornwall and he's a young guy and he's he, he's, a, he's such a lovely bloke Tom Hales if Tom if you're listening then big shout out um and with Tom, one time, so we were surfing a right-hander, and what he was doing was, was taking the right, this is at Bedford Reefs, he was taking the right, and he was paddling back up through where the next surf would be, but then also, not only that, getting the way people, he was paddling past like a snake. So he was doing like a, fully getting in the way and snake and I just said to him, I said, Tom, got to about the third occasion he had done it, or fourth, I said, Tom, Tom, look, I know you're not, you're not doing this intentionally, because you are such a nice bloke, but just to let you know, so with lineups like this when you get it right this and this that and that and he was like oh mate thank you so- I've surfed for you know, only a few years so I'm just, you know, I'm just learning it thank you so much he said thanks so much for saying something and it wasn't awkward it wasn't weird because you're dealing with two mindful humans who are just working out that actually we all want the same thing we all want to kind of get along
1: he's a great surfer as well though, great isn't he? surfer I like Tom he's a good he's lad he's such a good lad but I, this is how all I am though I surf with his dad I know yeah. <laughs> I know John no, you see John's great absolutely yeah
0: But you, you, because talking about lineups that late that day, we
1: had. Well, I think it's sort of energy and personalities that are in there. You know, there are some people who are. It's a bit. I'd use my pub analogy. Two two things. If you if you are visiting, it's sort of usually unwise to go into a pub you don't know and sort of sit on somebody's bar stool and start sort of pushing around the locals and sort of telling it how it is. Right. Very good analogy. uh, and, And actually, weirdly, very few of the people who do this in the water would do that. It's a strange. People become sometimes, possibly because of ego. I've been there myself, right? So your ego's on the defensive. You're probably frightened in some respects, and it can go two ways. That some people become like hyper, um, almost aggressive in a way, in a strange way. You know, they're sort of. Uh, and I have to sort of be careful with my you know because you, you get confronted. You're actually being confronted by your own fears and your own inadequacies, really, and combined with somebody else saying something, it's a very toxic mix, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And 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 so, yeah. But there's a lot of there's a lot of energy that, that those people who kind of display that weirdly wouldn't do that in a you know walk into a sort of uh, another kind of place and start kind of you know running and taking a penalty for someone as they're about to kick a ball on a five-a-side pitch. Just just open the gate, run on, kick the ball, and walk <laughs> off. It's like everybody's looking and say, like, who's this guy? That's a really good no, analogy. He's A visiting footballer. Can he you can imagine. Yeah. Of running on tackling someone and then sort of walking off a pitch. Like you're not even involved in the game. So there is a sort of, you know, some people don't know the rules and all that sort of jazz, but it's a strange energy and it depends who is in the water. And so to your point, you know, question, well, you know, what about we surfed later in the day, uh, just around the corner from where you guys were in the morning. And the, uh, and the people that were in uh, made the surf because it was, there was a couple of peaks, but everybody that spreads out. Um, there there's a fair few capable people, but they're taking their turn. Then they're happy for everybody else getting waves, which is another thing. You know, there's a real, and then you get into that flow. So there, there becomes almost like um uh a bit like at the wave pool. Really, there was a sort of flow of your turn, boom, great wave. Next, doom, and the, and everybody sits into that rhythm then, and kind of self polices that. Yeah, I've had I've had a wave. It's now, uh, you know, Tiago was surfing with us with Tiago's wave, and And then there's a little bit of space to spread out. And suddenly, not only is that uh, a more harmonious experience just to be in the water with, um, everybody feels like they're surfing even better. It's it's a sort of, like the vibration is good. Uh, That's probably one of my best surfs for a a very long time. And I'm I'm, I'm pretty certain that some of that was to do with the ability to relax and not worry about... Everything else that was going on, so you've already removed the external factors, and then it's just yourself. And because the vibe's high, you know, you know, and this is where you get into the mystical Lopez sort of slash dispenser view of the world. Is um you have that situation happening, and this kind of happened has happened a lot to you and I surfing our, our, our break. Will is that those moments when that is like perfection? Let's call it in inverted commas perfection. So the waves are good enough to make it interesting. The vibe's great. Everybody's like laughing and smiling and it's it's a high vibe and we usually have this wild weather followed by this u- unexpected lull and this rainbow appears over the bay quite frequently doesn't it it's a really strange thing and and then you kind of almost know that as soon as the rainbow's out you've got a period of surf where it's just going to be like high high vibe everybody's having whatever your version Such of performances and it's it's we've had it f- a couple of times a year for the last 4 years or so and it's almost you could plot that against your surf diary and say the rainbow arrived and the surf was, yeah. the surf was off the charts good
0: it's so true we got our yeah. best surf with those yeah. rainbows
1: it's such a good point but it's almost like everybody's just putting so much I good know. vibes out there into the sort of surfing universe that it just flicks you a little bit of something back but when the energy's the other way yeah junky, junky. you know I, I surf somewhere and I you know I have to hold my hand up and say about ego perhaps I was a couple of times in the way right I'm not I'm not immune to that everybody makes mistakes um, but there weren't very many people in this bodyboard called me out about looking where I was going and a bit of my old sort of younger ego. stuff. I could feel it and then I had to breathe and think, no, oh, no, 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 no. This is just, but it did put me off the vibe. It threw me. I was off then and, um, I had an all right surf, but it wasn't brilliant and it was a, it was not in our local. Um, but it's funny how the People that surround you, this is out the water and in the water, can also make or break your experience of that situation.
0: It's so true, Liam. And also, I, also, I, I, I think at these times of your quote, which is if you've met a couple knobheads, you've probably met a couple knobheads. If you've met thousands, well. <laughs> yeah, man. Who's the knobhead? And the, the same is exactly, exactly true for surf. When um, you meet people who are, who are, seem to be always moaning about how people are in the lineups, yeah, and, yeah. and that seems to be their predominant mindset, oh how how unbelievably crowded it's got recently, full of wankers, F- full of dicks, full of this, full of, that. and always sort of hating on and judging and laying on shit, and oh there was this person, this person, and 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 <laughs> it's, it, the the mirror is there if you want it, um, but I don't think they would choose to take it, and it's that thing where. Um, for us, where we live and where we surf around the world, um, don't tend to bump into many difficult moments, difficult situations. If, if there are some, like I had one that I want to share. I've got, we got a number of these stories recently from in-surf stories about the psychology and the, the sociology of surf and how it interrelates with performance, with all these things. And I had this guy paddle out on my favourite wave in Tenerife, which I don't get very often there because it's normally minimum 15 on one to- very small peak. Um, And they're all like, you know, half of them are pros, half of them are, you know, like surf there for 30 years. You ain't going to get a look in. And when there's a little bit of onshore there, that's it. Because they get waves seven days out of seven. If there's a little bit of onshore, they're just, they don't bother at all. And that's when I've got my board waxed and I'm in. And there's only maybe, you know, sometimes three, sometimes four uh, of us, you know, from various parts of the world. We've traveled there and we'll get this world-class wave. And I was having this incredible surf for about 40, 45 minutes. And it was just wave after wave. And, and this wave, even with a bit of onshore in it, is still still a world-class wave. It, it, it rifles down the reef there. It's a perfect reef pass. And um, then this guy comes in. The whole energy changes. It's incredible how someone can do that. He just came in, and that's it. And, 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 and it was this weird dynamic then. And I'm going, okay... So he's being like really aggressive. He's like chasing me to the next peak, chasing me again and trying to jostle and trying to, I'm like, yeah, cool. Okay, cool. So there's only, there's only three of us in, and he must be a local, but he's not behaving like one. Like he's not, locals, when you're there, and you're, if, you, if you're surfing with really good locals, what you tend to find is they don't move much, actually. They know exactly where to go and they just stay there. So I'm going to, and then they're going to get their wave, they're going to come back. And they're just going to stay there. And there's a different energy to a local. It's very confident, calm. Even if they are a bit aggressive, they're That's actually true. always quite calm too. They're like, look, I'm not going to look at you. I'm just going to go, right. This guy was really scatty. So he didn't give off any body language of knowing really what he was doing. Then I saw him get a couple of waves. And I was like, oh, geez. This guy is not only that aggressive, he's chasing me for waves and he's, he's like snaking and me. He's, and he's, but he's a beginner to intermediate surfer. And so this is all going on and uh, I'm thinking, and, and I was getting so frustrated. So you're on the frustration, you're like t- like ten being highly frustrated, one being completely chilled. I was way up in an eight, and mm. I was like, "What the hell do I do here? Do I do I say something? Do I do I now get into a paddle battle with him? Do I do I just completely give him what he wants and just go in for this like idea of how he thinks surfing's supposed to be? So maybe this is all he knows. I don't. I have no. We just don't know, do we? No. And then. The biggest lesson of all came. So I'm there. And what we think about is what we create as a manifestation of the vibration of where that thought came from. If it came from your ego, you're probably going to attract karma. And you're probably going to keep attracting what it is you don't want, which is what you fear is going to happen. Okay, what you don't want. And what you think about the most, you will create. Is how things manifest. Now, the opposite is also true. So what my thought processes were throughout that entire 15 minutes of paddle battling with this kind of weird bloke was... I don't want him to keep doing this. Why is he doing this? Doing this, doing this. And of course, my predominant thought is on the thing he is doing. So guess what he keeps doing? What, are you, what I'm thinking about. <laughs> so at some point, you have to realise that you're in this physical reality, and it's providing you nothing but what you keep thinking about. And so I'm there, getting super triggered, and I'm thinking, God, I, I only get this wave every now and then. It's just, It's been so special. And Now I think I'm just about, I'm going to just get out. And I was like, no, no, no. In my mind, I was like, no, I know, I know. He's just after the same thing. After there's that little bit of switching taking place. and The vibe is starting to change, and then my thoughts were like, just hang way back and just and just let him go there, and don't even try for like five minutes, and just just breathe. And actually, I'm just going to say, look, I want you, as in this guy. I said this in my head. I want you to get the the wave of your life. I really do. Like it. just actually to create this flow within this rhythm that we're in. I'm going to give away this energy. I'm going to absolutely give it away. And I I saw him take off. He got an absolute bomb. Somehow he made the drop and yeah, his his style wasn't the best and he couldn't really do a turn, but he, he had a long old wave and he disappeared. It's a long wave there if you get a good one. And then I went, right, fuck this. I'm getting one more. And I paddled like a beast. There was a a uh, horrible wave coming to me. Horrible, because the reason why I called it horrible was because I knew I had to go because it was inch perfect, but it was probably four times overhead and breaking shallow on a reef. It was mental. And I just was like, it was like my version of pipe. It felt like my pipe.
1: You've got to channel your inner job.
0: And I, I'm i stroking for this thing. And then I airdropped and I somehow, I thought I was going to get worked. My board was fully out of the air. I sort of just caught rail at the bottom. I grabbed the nose and I make this wave, and somehow I'm on the tail pad, and, and that's it. It took off, and I just had this bomb, and then got out. So fuck that. Um, that is the wave of my life. An, I'm, I? I don't know if I don't get a better one than that, I'll, I'll I'll die a happy surfer. And this other lad had paddled back out, and I thought, you know, what? that was such a cool lesson in how it can be. You know, when you're with people in lineups, because it is triggering. There's no denying it. It's um, humans do
1: funny things. Well, massively, and like you're saying. You, you, it's, a, it's, really impo- it's very hard to project a good vibe or a, it's give somebody that's irritating you a, that kind of projection of, I want the best for them. I'm going to meet this with love rather than anger and f- aggression. It's really, really tricky as humans to do re- as men to do that particularly. Oh, completely. Um, But there is a weird thing where you do it and something good comes back. I find it. I find it very, very difficult. With almost particularly as much in the surf, but just generally in life, it's tricky to kind of go really deep in your being. Wish somebody who is being genuinely obnoxious goodness, and that you the be, You will know, hope that their life gets better. Well, absolutely, dude.
0: And I think that where we, where we draw the line on these things, this is where I tend to draw the line is on. On safety stuff, and I think we've talked about this before. Like, if you ever feel yeah. like if you ever feel like you're truly being made to feel um, like your safety is being in, endangered, hundred, hundred percent by yeah. a situation, then then absolutely speak up and just speak up calmly and let someone know
1: what's going on. Yeah, I think I would I I, I would say that definitely. It doesn't mean you're passive. No, no. Um, just just to kind of let things go. You you everybody has a red line of what this is now encroaching on my safe whatever you want to put in there what's your red safety uh, I'm, I'm not being left alone i'm being threatened you know genuinely then you've got to do something about that
0: hey hope you're enjoying the show if you connect with what we do here at the mindful surfer why not share it with your friends or go on over to itunes and leave us a review because the more ratings we have the more likely it is liam and i can come back week after week and keep building this community of mindful surfers now let's get back to the show there you go. Yeah. What an intro. Whoa, we've Yikes. been all over the place. I'm stripping off. He is. We're He's in, in naked. We're put naked in the van. This is this is Liam's saunas because we're in his van. I'd love a sauna. The sun is the sun is shining. Not this kind of sauna. No, um, just let, let, let me open that door. You God. probably hear the door. Let a bit oh, of air. A bit of air. In. That's Ooh. gorgeous. Um, moving on to the mindful surfer. Just a little bit of breathing. So let's do it. Take a breath into your nose and then breathe out. take another breath in and breathe out and just take one more deep breath in and just see what you can see. Just focus your eyes on what you can see in front of you. Breath in through your nose and breathe out.
1: Great stuff, guys. There you go. Do you know what I could see? And this is a reference to an old Hot House Flowers song. There is a black cat lying in the shadow of a gatepost down there. Oh. Look
0: at that. That is the lyric, is it?
1: I believe so. I could get it right. Oh, I'm yeah. sure there'll be a cute one, little of the cat. Three, one of the three Hot House Flowers fans writing in <laughs> and saying, You got that wrong, dude. I'm notorious <laughs> for getting song lyrics wrong.
0: Dude, I'm the worst. I am terrible.
1: <laughs> uh, um, there's a guy on Instagram, by the way, that my lovely wife follows, and I don't because I, I haven't followed him via the Mindful Surfer yet, who does that and makes it very funny. He sort of uh. minds to what you hear as the lyric, but isn't the lyric. And it's actually very funny. I'll try and dig him out and share, share it on our social. Yeah, it'd be really cool. Dude, moving on. Second number three,
0: the Mindful... Not the Mindful Surfer. That we've just done that. Uh, Mind, Body, Stoke. Things Liam and I have been doing with our minds and bodies to raise the stoke. Um, when I was away surfing twice a day, um, my current diet of... Lower carb, not low carb, really caught up with me and i and I found it a really tricky little hack um that I normally you know fast till what three four five p m each day um and when I was there i was I was getting this kind of real carb drain and then i would and then I would, from the from the dawny and then I would have just coffee and then try and fast and then and so on, and it got to about day three, and I started to go, shit no no, 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 I think I need to start eating like some carbs after surf, and it helped a little bit, but then. I started feeling a bit inflamed. I started feeling a little bit indigested. I started feeling the things that I used to get when I didn't fast. It was a really tricky challenge towards the end of that trip to find the right balance between, can I surf with some energy, some glucose, actually still in my muscles, um, and can I, can I also um, not feel kind of a bit inflamed, a bit bloated? Because carbs are really where most of our inflammation cycles kind of are going to take place. You have too much you feel a bit too inflamed. If you have too little, you feel you feel pretty pretty tired, pretty drained. So getting your carbs right as a surf is a good challenge. Mm-hmm. the The amount that you need, the variety of what it is is it is it you know low glycemic, high glycemic. When do you time it all and all these things? Do you have carbs before a surf, after a surf, all those kinds of things? And my philosophy has always been that I can do a two three hour surf with no carbs before, and actually not not have to have some after and be and be perfectly fine. But if I wanted to then surf again that evening. My word, do I need carbs? That kind of thing. So it was a good little challenge, and it, essentially, in the end, it was Universe's way of saying one surf a day can be plenty. That's all you need. And it, and it, but it's just so difficult when a turquoise blue perfect reef break is hundred meters in front of your apartment, and it's just breaking all day long right in front of you. It's it's just so brutal because you you take yourself back in. You go, oh no, I'll, go, I'll grab a couple, go and grab a couple more.
1: Yep. Hey-ho. Well, there's the, it just shows you anything in too much abundance yep. when you're not yep. ready for it yep. can be detrimental to your health. Surfing included. 100%. Um, no, I'm the same. i I've really, you're talking to myself, you know, I'm journaling at the moment. It's been very, it's the only time I've done it really. It's a diary, isn't it? Let's face it. In the morning and gratitude and what I've done, and working in a surf diary to that uh, book as well. And Uh, What I've noticed, and just didn't need to write this down to be aware of this, is that um, I hit this period of uh, inertia, as I was saying in the last show, you know, work and life got in the way. So it's prevented me from doing a lot of the things that I've been doing on this Mindful Surfer project and that I love and that, you know, from health to surfing to diet to nutrition hacks and all that stuff, and slightly fallen back into some of the ways of my previous existence, you know. Not near what I was doing, right? Um, but like you, I notice it. So, uh, I, you know, there's very much my body's going, I right, clean it up again, clean up. And in doing that, you then fuel the gains from it, you know? Cut out a bit more of the booze. Stop eating as many of the kind of, you know, strengthen the willpower again. Don't eat the crisps that you used to eat. Don't eat the, you know. And um, I mean, these are minor infringements of what has become quite a clean living exercise for me. Um But you do notice it when you fall off the wagon, as I always say, and this is particularly to those listeners that like me have that kind of propensity to indulgence is that just because you do something doesn't mean you can't restart your healthy journey, right? So if you, if you have that mindset, then you're always, you know, you're always moving forward. You're not, you're not moving backwards and then staying there and therefore kind of continually going backwards. You're just human. And you start again. But having the willpower and the, and the or, or rather it's having the discipline to return to what you're doing. The, the, the beginning is, is hard uh, and will never get easy, but it will get easier. It will
0: get easier. So truly. Um,
1: so that's, that, that's, that's the thing. Um, the,
0: hard, the, is the, hard, the hardest thing is consistency. And I think yeah. I, I, I fear that having to get back on the wagon thing enough to keep me consistent in some ways well I worry about like st- I sort of I, if I go a few days or this or that or I, get off, I go off track with diet or anything yeah. else um, getting back on and getting momentum going again it, it ends up being really evident that actually it clearly was not worth yes. that little bit of inconsistency yeah true and therefore the consistency becomes for me so much of the driver of it is fuck going back to there because it took this much to get back to here
1: there, there is definitely a feeling which you have to also move on from because you, you, you don't want to be burdened by this because it, it also it leads to a kind of inertia is that you, you, there, there is a sabotaging of gains. I've definitely done that throughout my life of getting fitter. Throughout many years I've, you know, been fit, been unfit, been fit, been unfit. There are periods where you can, without discipline particularly, you can sabotage the gains that you're making. And, uh, it's, uh, But it's it's, it's it's a good balance in a way because it reminds you of what good feels like as well. Uh, but if you don't know what good feels like or better feels like, so if you never start, you don't want to keep going back to it. Once you know what strong and fitter feels like, you never want to go back to being unfit and weak. Um, w- one of the things that we've talked about a lot that's helped me embody mm-hmm. though as well, which once your body's feeling good, mind's feeling good, very quick mm-hmm. hack, yeah. is having the discipline to do things uh, and having the access to you know kettlebells, chin up bars, dip bars to do things there and then to 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 kind of say I'm not I, I'm not going to go and do something I'm now doing it and I'm doing it now and I, I, I can't you know if you have never tried this I'm sure if you have you would agree but um, if you're listening to this is that you never feel that bad after having done five weighted squats or ten chin ups or press ups with until you feel until you feel like you're huffing and puffing a bit and it can be as simple as that sometimes the, the difference between feeling sluggish and and you know kind of just just sort of gloopy if you like I would describe it as that kind of and that kind of my foggy mind the yeah, difference yeah. between that and feeling like you're making progress can be simply ten ten kettlebell squats yeah, or five yeah. Yeah, so or ten press-ups It's so true because once you've had it's, it's, once you've done it, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I can do that. And I've just done it now. I've not gone, tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow.
0: And, it's, and, and we're going to be the generation where we will surf like how Kelly's do, like, you know, that 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, because there'll be that understanding and appreciation that this is not just going to be about stretching. If you just stretch and just do yoga and just do gentle stuff like Pilates and you don't do that proper resistance work with eccentric load, then you can't expect to stay youthful because your your the, the the strength of your muscles is the strength of your joints and if you want those joints to better sustainably carry on doing those maneuvers and getting up on a board and into your 60s 70s 80s if you want to better keep doing it for as long as you can the, the resistance training side of things will will be absolutely unequivocally the most oh, important element of it 100% even if you're stiff as a board cuz 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 without a body that can that can move through in, in powerful ways you cannot carry on surfing
1: yeah and there's so many inspir like you say you know we've got the, the we have got the famous inspirational people like Kelly and and uh, Josh Kerr and and you know Oki and then and that actually the generation above them you know we we're big fans of Barton you know BL and his he combines like commitment to the the movement, but also his mindset, his positive positivity and the, that kind of, you know, commitment to looking on the bright side and being energetic and, and, and saying what's on his mind as well. You know, he doesn't hold back. I'm um, awesome really, guy. really kind of enjoying some of his uh, podcasts. Um, but then even locals, you know, I look up to a lot of the local guys here that are 10, 20 years older than me. And the, w- the, the dividing line is the ones that have committed to keeping strong and not stopping are the ones that are still... You know, relative to their um, age, and actually, compared with some people half their age, they're they ripping, and they and and it's because they're always turning up, they're always in, they're always trying, they never stop, and you know that's the that's the secret sauce as well, isn't it?
0: Big time, mate. Big time. Whew. Um, bacon. We're gonna round this off because I've got to get out
1: because yeah. I think I'm <laughs> we're about to cook shall we say because we might not well we'll get the chance in the next one but well done to local ripper Rory for his board shop tie oh your board, shop, board and shop and yeah. Kyle as well nice to see two South Coast surfers well De- Sidmouth surfers and surf photographer getting a bit of kudos it's really uh, cool and if anybody wants to send us a leash and uh, some board wax uh, feel, feel free feel to free do <laughs> feel free. <laughs> dude it's been great been hot but it's been good we'll, we'll see you soon guys see ya bye álbum.